0: Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast that provides resources and tools to help you support caregivers and their families. I am your host, Charlene Hunter-James. The number of multi-generational households has been growing for nearly four decades. The rise has been driven by a mix of economic, social, and demographic changes. Now we have COVID-19. Having mom, dad, and grandparents may give you a peace of mind, but it can also yield challenges. Dr. Dr. Angela Katik is a board-certified geriatrician who sees firsthand the issues that can arise in a multi-generational household. She isn't just seeing these issues in her practice, but at home, too. Dr. Katik, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. First off, you live in a multi-generational household, sandwiched between older and younger family members. Tell us about that.
1: So we feel really blessed to live in a multi-generational household. So in our home, we have my husband and myself, along with our seven-year-old daughter, and then both sets of our parents live with us. So... Um, my in-laws who are in their 60s, and my parents who are in our 70s. And this has been a longstanding relationship since our daughter was born. We always wanted her to have a close relationship with her grandparents. My Mm. husband and I are both only children, so we're very close to our parents. And so have have really been blessed and honored to have them with us. And they help out a, a tremendous amount by providing childcare. And I can't think of anyone i rather have helping to raise my daughter than the grandparents who love her so much.
0: Okay. So how many multi-generational households are in Houston or in, in the U.S. or Texas?
1: So I actually was surprised. I often miss, mention our living arrangement and, and people seem surprised, but actually there are many multi-generational households. So within the U.S., about one in five households is actually multigenerational, accounting for over 64 million individuals. Mm -hmm. So we are far from being alone um, and being in a multigenerational household.
0: Okay. So what are some of the challenges and benefits of living in a multigenerational home? And You mentioned some just from your own experience, but what are some others? So I think I'll start
1: out with the benefits. I always like to start on on the positive side of things. And and to me, the benefits are almost innumerable. So of course, just being together as a family and being able to care for each other. And that may be grandparents providing care for for grandchildren or even great-grandchildren. And it may be those of us in the middle providing care for the older generations. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think we're all providing care for each yeah. other. You know, uh, of of course, we're all there for each other, and I think that's a tremendous benefit. Simply having younger children growing up with these older generations, learning from their wisdom, that's learning good. from their stories, having that close family connection that used to be so common, but we've lost some of that as as families mm-hmm. have scattered, is is a real benefit. And of course, as parents or grandparents are aging, being there to assist them with medical needs, to go with them to various medical appointments can be very beneficial. I think some of the challenges are, of course, things that are outside of COVID, carving out privacy within the home, deciding Mm. how the family will interact. Does everyone wanna have dinner together every night? Are we only gonna do that certain nights of the week? Just making sure that everyone's comfortable with that living arrangement. But as you can imagine, COVID has brought a whole new set of challenges as we try to navigate making sure we're not bringing infections home, Mm. perhaps spreading infection between generations, especially as we recognize the vulnerability of our older adults with COVID.
0: So families will differ on how they approach physical distancing at home. But should households have an illness plan in case someone in the household develops COVID?
1: Those are great questions. And I think first I'll speak a little bit about the physical distancing. And honestly, I, I think this is an individual family to family decision where you all need to sit down and have a conversation. Of course, looking at risk as a physician, mm-hmm. I'm out every day, I'm in the hospital. So perhaps I'm higher risk of bringing something home than mm-hmm. someone who's been able to work for home. Um, Of course, we know that younger children can carry COVID, but be asymptomatic, but still spreading it. And of course, as anyone who's had a toddler, or um, even a child up to age 10 or so, hand hygiene is a lot more difficult than it is for most adults, making sure they're covering any coughs um, and things of that nature. So you may decide that you need to do some physically distancing within your home, whether that's deciding to wear a mask, Um, If you're a family that typically hugs and kisses among the generations, maybe holding off on that right now. But again, I think that's a decision the family really has to make based on what's best for them. Mm -hmm. I do think it's important to have an illness plan. You know, goodness forbid, we hope people aren't getting sick. But if that happens, having thought ahead to how we're going to isolate the individual who becomes ill within the home so that we do our best not to expose the entire family we know from data from around the world and here in the US that the rate of infection within a household is very high. So as much as we can do to get anyone who becomes sick to be isolated from the rest of the family as quickly as possible is very helpful. And then even having had conversations um, with all the family members, but especially with older adults and perhaps providing their, uh, including their medical providers about what they would want if they did become ill. Okay.
0: So is there one last tip that you would like to share for individuals that live in multi-generational homes? I I think I'll share a couple tips if that's okay. Okay, that's number
1: one, you know, enjoy. It's it's a Mm. wonderful opportunity to be in a multi-generational household. And for some of the challenges that there are, I wouldn't change that for anything. I think, though, the other tip, especially with COVID, is to keep these open lines of communication. Make sure that we're recognizing who in the household may be higher risk, and we're taking steps that everyone feels comfortable with to try to minimize that risk as much as possible while not, of course, isolating or alienating anybody in the family.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Kadek. Your information has really been valuable. And we thank you. So we hope that you stay safe and be well.
1: Thank you so much. Take care.
0: We encourage you to follow the Prepare to Care podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, or at wwwarporg slash Houston PTC. Thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for carry